0: What's up, guys? I'm Tina. And I'm Jen. And this is The Sinistry, a podcast where we explore the sinistries or compatibilities and the potential astrological signs of our favorite fictional characters. We both love film and television, and Jen knows a thing or 12 about astrology. So, what better way to deep dive into our favorite shows and movies than to discuss some astro based character psychology? Mind you, this is solely for the purpose of fun.
1: And lays the groundwork for learning
0: astrology. Totally. This is all just guesswork, but in making these guesses, we're learning about the signs, human connection through the zodiac lens, and honestly, what better way to dissect something after you binge it for eight hours? (laughs) Totally. So today our episode is Emily in Paris. Emily in Paris was created by Darren Starr, who, as we all know, created the famed Sex in the City, which we totally need to do an episode on. So let's dive in on this note. What is Darren Starr's astrology and why do you think so, Jen?
1: Okay, so I actually did look him up before we did this because I was super curious. I had my guesses and they definitely leaned towards Libra Leo. He is, in fact, a Leo. And it makes complete sense. He loves his, like, big, bold, colorful characters. Like, the fashion in all of his shows are is incredible. Uh, you just have these larger-than-life sort of caricatures of characters in his shows. So I could definitely see that Leo energy coming through. Um, they don't have a an accurate birth time for him. So they're not sure, at least in the online world, what his rising sign is but my guess is it's libra he just seems to gravitate towards libra characters um i think carrie bradshaw is 100 percent libra character i we're gonna talk about emily in a bit but that's this libra energy is definitely uh woven through his like main character energies
0: yeah seeing carrie on like the side of the bus in the sex and the city intro that to me is like a, a leo put her there <laughs> So one fun fact about Emily in Paris is obviously it was created by Darren Starr. But one of my favorite parts about Emily in Paris is the fashion. The fashion is incredible. She's always wearing some interesting outfit and can really pull it off. And what was fascinating to me, it is the same costume designer as Sex and the City. Oh. So in Emily in Paris, there are some moments where Patricia Field has paid homage to prior characters like Carrie. And then even Audrey Hepburn. So if you take a deep dive into some of Emily's looks, perhaps there is someone that she is trying to honor in her look, which we'll find out in the next season, too.
1: Love that. I think that makes total sense.
0: So just a little quick synopsis. I'll try to do this in a minute or less, because if you're listening, you probably have seen Emily in Paris. And if not, hopefully this will give you a understanding of what we're talking about. So, Emily in Paris is the story of a girl from Chicago who unexpectedly gets uprooted from her basic bitch life and sent to Paris by her marketing firm to oversee the newly acquired Paris division and add the American perspective they never asked for. She arrives not knowing a lick of French nor a soul in the city, but manages to single-handedly gain a huge Instagram following, befriend famous fashion designers, a Chinese billionaire heiress, and a dropped dead gorgeous chef who can't keep his hands off her. She really makes her mark on the city, building some great relationships. And we leave off at the end of season two with her potentially remaining in the city of lights and love. So Jen, tell us, what's the astrology here? And let's definitely start with Emily.
1: (laughs) What a great synopsis.
0: (laughs) Thank you. It might be like you wrote it.
1: (laughs) That was really fun. Um, yeah, poor emily is is in fact a basic bitch, but we love her for it. Um,
0: <laughs> we love her She's
1: our hero for it. Um yeah, i love I love the sex in the city parallel as far as, you know, a big city, big, famous city, and this individual surrounded by the possibilities of glamour and sex and success and all of those things. Um, so let's kick it off with the star, Emily, um Emily Cooper her okay so astrology we're gonna break it down to her big three which is solely my opinion and solely for fun and just so we're clear on exactly what the big three are as we go on with this podcast the big three that i'm referring to are the sun sign the moon sign and the rising sign of each character we analyze so sun sign is your birthday very simple It's where the sun, what zodiac sign the sun was in, the time and month you were born. And that's, you know, you would find your classic horoscope based on your sun sign. Your moon sign is more identifying as sort of your secret self, your emotional plane, uh, what speeds your soul, what drives you emotionally. And then your rising sign is your outward personality, your first impression, uh, what people perceive you as as you walk in the room meeting them for the first time. So that's just a little bit of a synopsis of where we're headed with these characters because, you know, these are two-dimensional, if not one-dimensional, fictional characters. So we're not going to go into Mercury, Mars, Venus, etc., cetera, unless we have some, you know, seriously long, lore, you know, the Game of Thrones type of show where you really go through this evolutionary process with these people. So yeah, for now, we keep it simple and rock on with that. So let's dive in. I absolutely called her out as a Libra as far as her son. So Sun sign and Libra, because of her overall arcing character flaws in a way, where she seems to always meddle a little bit in everyone's lives, or she's always trying to help, but the helping factor of her tends to cause a lot of chaos.
0: <laughs> and that's a... Bit... Yeah, like a, a chopped off finger.
1: Exactly. That's a very Libran characteristic, because you know, Libras represent the scales and balance and diplomacy, but the the bane of their existence is that they unfortunately create a lot of this chaos on their own accord, and then it's their job to sort of balance it out because that causes inner chaos within them, and they've got to balance their own scales and those around them. So it, it just kind of just, she's sort of a tornado coming through this scene in Paris, and, it, you know, she's completely well-intentioned the whole time, Um, But she, you could see she causes a little bit of catastrophe, everything she touches and every person she meets. However, she always seems to wrap it up with a nice little bow and solve the problem at the end. Um, And I just found that to be very Libra. Another Libra characteristic that shines with Emily is obviously her style. You know, she has a very, like, she's stunning and it's not in a... Sometimes she's got her flashiness about her. I think that's more Darren Starr's Leo coming through with these fashion choices as far as these big, bold outfits. But she just has a very subtle and kind of um, organic style about her that makes her just a natural, naturally alluring. And, you know, there's a lot of like social skills attached to Libras, there's a lot of sex appeal attached to Libras, Um, very flirtatious sign and you know emily gets in a pickle every male character she seems to meet throughout the two seasons (laughs) literally every
0: emily in a pickle season four
1: (laughs) she just like attracts everyone um and sometimes without meaning to you know especially the first couple of episodes where she's just being nice but she comes across as very like flirtatious by mistake almost and that's a very Libra thing. There's all these memes about Libras where like accidentally in a relationship four years later with that one guy that I winked at. Um, so <laughs> I think these are very Libra qualities. There's also a, a bit of a perfectionist in her and I I kind of wanted to see that. As
0: Virgo, I was going to say, just in her as a person, there does seem to be this layer of like perfectionism. I don't think it's necessarily something that she tries hard to do, but she's just so beautiful. She's always very put together. She seems extremely intelligent. She's obviously very talented. It just seems like it inherently lies within her this almost perfectionism that she then exudes with the world. You go, Lily.
1: Completely. And I i was kind of torn, which is my next uh, astrological, you know, big three moment, which we talk about the moon sign. Um, I wanted to call her a Virgo moon. I was sort of back and forth between that, just because of that, exactly what you said, where it's this perfectionist nature, just this sort of she's always looking absolutely perfectly put together no matter the situation she gets flustered when she's not looking great and you know when she has to wash her hair in the bidet and that whole moment (laughs) and you know she references things especially in the first season about her uh like spreadsheets and love for order and organized things um but I think I I went so I'm calling Emily's moon uh moon in Capricorn and I went that direction because it's still an earth sign, but it's the goat and it's a lot of ambition. And I think that ultimately Emily's emotional state is invested in work. And that's why um, I went with the cap just because yeah. she is this hardworking perfectionist, which is a Virgo quality for sure. But when it comes to emotional self, I chose Capricorn because she, remember, she left a very serious relationship back in Chicago, like Without skipping a beat, without really even asking that person, (laughs) I think that that is very Capricorn because even with, you know, Gabriel, who obviously there's a mutual attraction, if she was driven emotionally by something, by a sign that was a little bit more passionate or, or more of her Libra was shining through, I think she would have, like, dove head first into the Gabriel thing and said, just like, you know, for, forget everything else. I'm going for this, following her heart. But her heart and soul really, and especially in this moment in her life, are very invested in her career. And I think, and, and she's super successful. She's climbing the ranks throughout the show at a very rapid pace. So yeah, I called her as a Capricorn moon for that reason. And
0: I also like how she's climbing, you said, up to the top at work how her instagram following its like she starts with like 180 followers and by some episode maybe four it's 18,000 followers she's posting a picture of a croissant like will that get you 20,000 followers that was my biggest
1: bane of this show when i first watched the show i think it was it was definitely covid times it was pandemic times and i felt like we were all desperate as a society for content and i think those first two episodes i was like i don't think i could do this because it was
0: just, <laughs> it was literally
1: like she's posting a photo of a croissant or it's like a boomerang of her like weirdly chewing it it's just this is weird and now here she is she's famous because she went to paris for 5 seconds and so i think that was very, a big stretch but i think as you carry on with the show and you gain a, an appreciation of sort of like the weird theme of the basic bitch and how it's it's sort of yes it's this you know societal flaw in many ways but it's also you know you have to respect their hustle you have to respect their even though it was something that was viewed as silly it ultimately made a lot of people reach a lot of success in being this quote-unquote basic way where you're instagramming everything and you're photographing yourself and you're sort of like Not really caring too much about what people think because you have this motivation to do what you feel is is socially what you got to do. And like you want to capture these moments and put it out there in the world. And I don't know. There's sort of this homage to the basic bitch in a very cool way. And you sort of learn to love Emily and you get what she's doing because she ends up killing it as a result. So, yeah. And as far as her last uh, of the big three, I uh, definitely see her as a Gemini rising. I think... She is extremely intelligent. She has a very sharp wit about her. She thinks on the fly all the time. Uh, Her mind is very active, and she's extremely social, and that's obviously a very big Libra component. But this Gemini rising just elevates her social skills to next-level force of nature, and she could talk the talk. She really just likes speaks her mind but it's thought it's well thought out. She really comes up with ideas like in the blink of an eye and they're smart, you know, and, and you gotta give her credit for, for that. So I, I call that as a as a Gemini rising for sure. And and the dialogue in the show is very chatty, you know, and, and same with Sex in the City. It's just very like chatty. So I mean maybe Darren is a Gemini rising or something some Gemini influence there because there's just a lot of great banter throughout it and very like clever situation so yeah gemini rising for emily
0: what about some of the sinistries or the other people that she's connected with their big threes
1: okay let's do um you know what let's go to sylvie her boss love it love her (laughs) she i have so many scratches on my paper for sylvie i love her so much she's so she has such a great character arc I feel because we get to know her bit by bit she comes across obviously as this very like snobby critical judgy you know a little bit of a biatch um she's very opposed to Emily's entire being so it's got to be something that's sort of Emily rubs her the wrong way on every level. She's American. She doesn't speak any English. She's just this problem. She's bringing this American influence to an office that is so very French. And she is now the head of that office by like, I think, episode three or four and running this ship. And it's been a long time coming for her. And Emily's just this thorn in her side. Um, but that thorn in her side grows. She starts to Evolve and see that Emily is well intentioned, and she kind of becomes sort of this um, whether she wants to be or not. Um, definitely like an influence to Emily, uh, definitely a mentor. Emily I think Emily looks at her as as you know a big source of inspiration and all of these things so Emily desperately wants to be Sylvie's friend Sylvie wants nothing to do with her in the beginning and so as far as synastry I had to use like Emily as the baseline for astrological terms and synastry I think sylvie's a taurus because of that stubborn nature she is very unmoving in her belief systems she she's a hard egg to crack and i think it's also sort of a little bit of a similarity they're both ruled by venus libras and taurus are ruled by venus so they're very much on the same page with a lot of things but tauruses are much more stubborn fixed loyal grounded down to earth kind of a temper if we're rubbed the wrong way for too long Libras, on the other hand, are much more people pleasing, like eager to, you know, Sway, bend their opinions sometimes or their language in order to make the situation more easy for everyone else. Tourists are like, absolutely not. Like, this is what I think and this is the way it is, and I really don't care if people are unha- unhappy with that. You know, not to say tourists aren't lovely because they are and they're very artsy and they're very like, they love luxury. She loves her fashion. She loves her high end brands. She loves her luxurious lifestyle. She has very good taste. So it's all very Taurus qualities. I called Sylvie's moon as that of Aries just because she makes a couple of comments throughout, especially in the first season, where Emily's in the elevator scene with her, and she's trying to say, like, wouldn't you be better off with having a partner in your life that's a hundred percent yours and you're a hundred percent his? And Sylvie's response is like, I don't want to be a hundred percent anyone's, you know, and, and there's this like beautiful streak of just fiery independence to sylvie and i think that's her emotional self which is just aries this sort of lone wolf character where she's totally fine like if there's no men in her life i don't think sylvie would bat an eyelash i think she's like whatever she has her lovers but like she doesn't need anyone to really fulfill her emotionally and she's just this driven sort of person all on her own which is which is very cool
0: yeah it's shocking when you find out that she has a husband
1: Yes, exactly. And sort of this secretive, just like emotional world that she hasn't exposed to really anybody. And when Emily, like, of course, you know, this Libra meddling Libra <laughs> figures it all out eventually, or wrong place, wrong time figures it out. And so Sylvia's like, oh gosh, she's like chipping away at this this character. Um, and then also for this secrecy reasons, I called Sylvia Scorpio rising. Um, because She's definitely got this magnetism, this sex appeal, this allure and charm and that's very Scorpio rising Um, but there's an element of privacy of secrecy you know she's protective of her you know personal life she doesn't want anybody asking too many questions or things like that and she certainly has an essence of (laughs) vengeance so to speak you know by the end of the second season which is what we're all waiting to find out what happens in the third is that she went behind everyone's back, so to speak, except for Luke and Julian's in the office, and got her husband on board to get uh, the money in order for her to, to take the company over, or to start her own company, right? That's how the second season ended. So she sort of like did that on the DL without hesitating, and it was very vengeful and great and awesome. <laughs> and awesome. That's, that's my take on Sylvie. She also has a Samantha vibe to her. Yes, which is
0: absolutely, which
1: I think in many ways, even in real life, Samantha was a bit of a foil to Carrie's character because Carrie wanted romance and wanted the love and Samantha had all the romance and love in the world, but just not really like she, she was very driven on her own to do other things. But yeah, yeah. let's talk about Gabriel, 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 oh. Gabriel, Gabriel, Gabriel. He is a classic, you know, knight in shining armor, prince on the white horse to me. He is very Disney prince. So I certainly immediately went to a Leo Sun, which is the perfect pair, synastry-wise, for a Libra. It is sort of a love at first sight, deep bonded connection, at least on the surface level if you have a Libra Sun, Leo Sun. It's a great zodiac pairing uh, its sort of this yeah really like masculine energy knight that sweeps the damsel in distress off her feet and a libra lady loves to be swept off her feet so this is just a great dynamic he's always the hero in every scene you know she's asking him his help to translate he's asking she's asking uh his help to use his shower or have him fix something or have him Take her on a Vespa, sweep her off somewhere to help save the day when that actress like lost the bracelet, like all of these things he just keeps appearing at the right place, right time to save the day. So he's got this like absolute hero quality. Um, but you know, then we get a little deeper into Gabrielle's life, and you know he's this chef up and coming. he's apparently an incredible chef. And he's driven as far as wanting his own restaurant, but also very stubborn because he doesn't want help from Camille's family, even though it's offered. He doesn't want to feel obligated to owe anyone anything. He wants to do it on his own. And I called him a Taurus moon for that reason. I think it was very much this, um, like he emotionally wants stability and comfort, but there's a stubbornness that comes with it that it's got to be sort of this like, determined streak this like because Taurus, you know get a kind of a bad rap sometimes for being lazy but the, they're when they want something when their heart isn't something they are very driven so i think that this you know they're they're a fixed sign fixed signs get things done they're really hard workers and also there's a sense of like sensualness to Taurus, which in his moon sign i think that translates to the food a lot of chefs have a lot of Taurus placement so I think that you know him being this amazing chef has a Taurus moon written all over it likes his aesthetic all of these things and that's a great synastry between not only the Libra Leo connection between him and Emily but also the moons her moon is also I'm saying in earth so they both have these earthy sensual moons that can unite in a very sexy way. And then I called him as a Libra rising, which again, sort of solidifies the connection with Emily. But this guy is the biggest flirt. There's some lines that he just did. And first of all, he's going around kissing Emily without saying the fact that he has a girlfriend that he's been with for so long. It's not cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> not cool. Not but yet cool at he's- all. It's not like I, they weren't even they like weren't they not even on a break at first like they just they
1: were they were, still they were totally I
0: forget I'll have to look, look at totally up.
1: still <laughs> dating um, didn't didn't mention it didn't see her for a bit I don't maybe they were having a fight maybe she was away but literally no sign of Camille and he's all flirting and saying you can use my bidet and talking about his coke, coq 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 <laughs> It's like, wow, honey.
0: You can use my bidet. <laughs>
1: I just, I don't know. But That's yet internet. you forgive him because he's got this like Leo, which is this childlike innocence. And this Taurus, which is just sort of like not making waves, not like ill intention. So I don't know. This Libra rising gets him in trouble. Like he's super flirty and like Libra risings are just flirty people. So I think that gets them in trouble regardless. But the synastry we checks.
0: You forgive him because he's hot. It's like he does one thing, and you're mad, and then as you're mad, you're looking at him, and you're a little less mad, and then you forget,
1: and then he does And then he, he it sweeps again. you away. But there are the moments in between. <laughs> and then he's like, a taxi, don't worry, let me pull this Vespa out of nowhere and sweep you through the city of Paris.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here, take my pan with my initials. No yeah, one will know. Yeah. What a
1: dumb move. <laughs> So that's my, that's my Gabrielle assessment, which also...
0: Also, fun fact, he apparently was a sous chef back in the day. So he has experience I love in that for
1: him. I hate that I just said that. Please delete that. <laughs> Keeping it in. Uh, I love that for Gabrielle. So his signs, according to me and only me, tie with Camille's in a way also I called Camille as a Taurus son also like Sylvie um, however her under layers are a lot less fiery because I think Camille in many ways has a softness about her and she's so friendly so Camille um let's start with her rising as far as the Sinistry purposes I call Gabrielle as a Libra rising I'm saying Camille is the same because they're such a power couple when it comes to like social stuff, I feel like they're very much the same on the outside. She's also very flirty. Um, when they break up for a second, she's like, "Where's like where are the dudes at?" Like she's like she's going, <laughs> and she's <laughs> ready to pounce. <laughs> she's even flirty with Emily. The first initial meeting, I think, doesn't Emily accidentally kiss her, and she's like, "I'm okay with it." It's like yeah. what? <laughs> so come and you know the whole like topless seemed so random and unnecessary but (laughs) there you go um yeah i think the that they're both liberizing they're able to like throw a party really well they socialize together quite a bit in their own circles and within the circles they've created so they know how to talk the talk walk the walk she runs an art gallery she's very like always inviting people making sure everybody's having fun and connecting people so it's very liberizing um, but I think this genuine kindness and like is, is Pisces moon. And that's just sort of this like she feels things for other people. She, you know, I think ultimately her intuition led her to, to realize that it was Emily and Gabrielle having a little thing behind her back. I think she's intuitive, empathetic. Um, Taurus gives her this sort of sensual beauty and this love of aesthetics and design and taste and all of those good things. But, yeah, this Pisces Moon is just you know she wants genuine human connection. She has a depth to her that's like very sweet and well intentioned so and you know, artistic. she loves art. she's surrounded by art in her galleries, and I think uh ultimately she's an artist, and she has a very tight bond with her family. She loves her family very much, and yeah, that's what I called comedian and that that it does match up pretty well with Gabrielle. The sun's a little tension, uh, the moons could work, they're both Libra rising. So obviously, you know, there's a reason why they're together and they're together long-term, but ultimately like the better match is Emily, I gotta say it. Ooh, maybe he's the
0: Aiden. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: and let's throw Mindy in the mix. Mindy's.
0: <laughs> oh, love, love Mindy. Hope there's more singing in season three. What a talent.
1: What a talent, I love Mindy. She's really like, this, she's the shining sun in this show. And I think this is a stretch, but she's almost a representative of Darren Starr in this show. Like she's him in the show.
0: Because she's I a love total
1: that. Leo. And it's almost like, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's yes, she's the side character, quote unquote, but she, every scene that she's in where it's about her, she steals the show and she's incredible. And like her style is just over the top in the best way ever. She's just such a force and you know, I think not only is she, I, I, I'm claiming her as a Leo sun and a Leo rising. I think she's just embodying the Leo archetype, which is awesome. But I gave Mindy a cancer moon because she sort of got this like mama energy where she's just like very protective of her loved ones and sort of like really took Emily under her wing and really wants to create, you know, a safe environment for herself and sort of shell up like this crab and She had to build a tough shell for herself because of the stuff she's gone through in her life. And I think she's achieved that. She's definitely looking for a home, you know, wherever she goes. And she's definitely got, like, some strong nostalgia and love for her family despite their obvious differences. So Cancer Moon. Um, And also leadership. She's, She's a leader. And that's, you know, cancer being a cardinal sign. That made sense to me. But yeah, I love Mindy so much, like just such a gem of a character. She's so good to Emily. She like deserves the best. So
0: we love you, Mindy. She was also in Mean Girls on Broadway. No way. That's amazing. (laughs) Also, I want to say this for the world to hear. I think that there should be, you know, serious radio, satellite radio. There should be a busking station where they play music from people that perform on the streets in Italy and France and Kentucky, wherever it might be, a busking station. I said it here first. You heard it. Copyright it. <laughs> okay, so what about all these guys? So it kind of has like a similar sex in the city thing where we're introduced to new guys each season. I feel like we'll probably see more of, obviously, Gabriel, and I want to say Alfie, and then I feel like we'll get introduced to a, a new person. But let's talk about uh, Luke, Julian, and Alfie. I tried to say it in a French accent and then I fucked it.
1: <laughs> no, that was great. I think, yeah, like you said, these are absolute side characters and I think that makes them a lot more one dimensional. I'm not even going to delve into what I think their big threes are because I'm just going to talk about their sons. Cause I feel like that's all they're giving us. Um, Luke, total Aquarius in my opinion. Um, I just think he goes against the status quo. He's his own person. He really does not care what anybody thinks. He does things according to his own set of rules. He's super interesting, super weird, Um, very wise in his own weirdness. Like he just knows things that are sort of on another level. And he gets along with Emily. You know, there's definitely a bond to these two air sign sinistries going on. Uh, Julian, Virgo energy all the way. He is so judgy it's the best <laughs> he, he is so like up and down eyes all the time um very critical of everyone also critical of himself a little bit of chaotic energy there which is very mutable virgo energy where he like gets really frazzled a lot at work which is so typical virgo trait and then alfie her her new love interest in season two who i love i love alfie he's just turns into such a gentleman yeah, and also
0: just so handsome
1: so handsome, so charming, a little jealous, a little aggressive with his uh, discussions with Gabrielle. But, uh, (laughs) But I call this as a total Aries, because there's definitely like this tension, just classic Libra Aries tension between him and Emily at first, where like, like she was trying to talk to him not in a romantic way but just like chat with him friendly and he was like not having it so there's sort of this like little tension build up to get them getting together and then him really enjoying the pursuit of her which is very aries and he's very masculine and he's very like macho wants to take care of her wants to call the shots make sure there's no one else in his way
0: <laughs> yeah like i work at a bank in london here to yes. take my classes it doesn't <laughs> sound like that at all <laughs>
1: great impression
0: (laughs) thank you i'm available for hire uh also luke is in white lotus wait oh my gosh i forgot (laughs) on the (laughs) boat with tanya tanya mccoy
1: (laughs) mccoy i wish there was more i remember just like yelling from the couch there's luke and i totally forgot because he didn't say one word i feel like he said maybe one word at (laughs) all
0: that's uh that's really funny let's uh Go into some predictions for season three. As we're recording this right now, we have not seen season three. It has not aired yet. It'll probably be out at midnight. So what are some predictions we have for season three?
1: Uh, I'm so excited. I think we're definitely going to see a new love interest or Emily pop up because I think the Alfie thing is sadly over. I think she's already, if she hasn't already called him and told him that she wasn't coming to London or doing this back and forth thing, then... She's probably gonna have done that before season or before episode one, season three. Um, I think it's gonna be a whole new office space. Sylvie's gonna have her whole new little group. They're probably gonna start small, but they're gonna gain like a great new clientele. I think Emily's gonna move ranks very quickly, and Gabrielle's gonna be this like fancy new restaurant owner in town. And I think it's gonna be interesting to see what happens between him and Camille, who started. Back together at the end of season two so i don't know my only prediction for sure is like obviously what we already know and just that they're going to throw another love interest in the mix and i think things are going to get a little bit more heated between the gabrielle uh emily dynamic
0: any predictions where this new love interest will be from
1: Ooh.
0: um i guess i asked you i should wait
1: no, I won I don't I have no idea. <laughs> Go for it.
0: I was just gonna say I could see it maybe being being an American because we've had the French lover, now we've had someone from Britain come in and she had just totally ditched her I think it was her fiance <laughs> back in Chicago, still eating that deep dish. So what if it was an American in Paris and that's kind of how they relate because you met Alfie because they're in the same French class, so that's just one thing that came to mind. Perhaps her boss hopefully has had this baby by now. She was like pregnant for so long. Maybe her associate comes in or something like that. Although I guess Emily probably wouldn't eat where she works, but I guess she kind of does with Gabriel, if you get what I'm saying. Totally. You don't shit where you eat. That's, that's what it is. Not what I said. You don't eat where you work. You should definitely eat where you work. And then other predictions. Any like fun trips she'll take? I could see her maybe going to Morocco. I don't know why that just popped into my head.
1: (laughs) I think that would be really fun. I think they do need to mix it up. Do like a week because people in Europe go away all the time on weekends and such. So flights are so cheap. Yeah, like show us more of Europe. Let's go. Let's go to. Let's go to Sicily.
0: (laughs) See Alfie. Let's go to Sicily. (laughs) okay so let's wrap it up we've discussed Emily in Paris Emily perhaps in Morocco in season three (laughs) her Sinistries with Gabrielle with Camille with Mindy with Sylvie a little dabble of Luc Julien Julien and Alfie and I think we're both really excited to see where this goes and it will probably continue to go just like Carrie did and maybe we'll have Emily in Paris the movie one and two when we learn who she eventually ends up with but just what a great series
1: so great i'm 100 percent binging it immediately <laughs> and we could do a little follow-up two minutes on our next episode probably or do a whole nother episode Her- about this and sex in the city that has to be done
0: absolutely yeah maybe we can compare the because there seem to be these four main women the sylvie mindy camille emily yes and compare them to uh like who's the miranda who's the shrine? <laughs> or are they a mix i love it but this was our emily in paris episode and if you're still here thank you for listening thank you and we'll see you next time